Everyone appreciates the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, even Governor Justice. Howard, you're a good man, and I appreciate all you do every day. Thank you, sir. Weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m. on the Watchdog. I always appreciate the governor saying that. I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if Phil Kabler had a similar kind of promo done. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm guessing not. Nine uh, seventeen, seventeen after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Brad McElhinney with us from Metro News. Good morning, Brad. Hi, good morning, Howard. Um, I want to talk about this NIL business. You wrote some really good stuff on that. But I have a first a question to ask you. Flesh out for this for me. I saw on your Twitter feed last night, there is a House bill 2222 introduced to slow people down if they're in the left-hand lane. Is that really a bill that's working its way through the legislature? <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, as a citizen who has sometimes been frustrated by uh, slow drivers in the left lane, uh, I fully support this. But as someone who has sometimes gotten into the left lane and drifted off into my own <laughs> thoughts, um, I do not want to see this pass. So I have a very situational <laughs> view of this piece of policy. But it's, I mean, it's, it's before the meeting today. Um, I think House government. No, it's a uh, technology committee. Maybe I'm sorry. I looked at it. I can't remember. Where I, I think it's yeah, a technology committee. I, I'm having trouble at the moment remembering. Like a transportation committee, I think. Anyway, we can all agree on the policy unless it applies. To Exactly. And also, uh, I just want you to know, and maybe you could pass this along to the originating sponsor or the folks that are having a conversation about it. We had some discussion about that earlier this morning. And you know how in, like, uh, in, in, um, in law, uh, if you're accused of a crime and you used a gun with it, there is a gun enhancement, all right, enhancement for the penalty because there was a gun used with it. Some of our listeners mm-hmm. think there ought to be an Ohio enhancement. That if you are caught driving in the slow lane and you're an Ohio driver, the penalty should be doubled. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just, just, just a little feedback from the audience here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I'm not confident in the actual application of the legal principles, but I, I can see where people are coming from. All right. Brad, you wrote a couple of really good pieces that uh, people can read at WVMetroNews.com and get more details probably than what we can talk about here. But I was really intrigued by the stories that you wrote over the weekend on NIL, name, image, and likeness. We all know that the 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 landscape of college athletics is changing, you know, with the portal and the NIL and so on. But I don't know that most of us have a sense of the complexities of how this whole thing works. I think if you ask people about name, image, likeness, most people would say, well, I figure that, uh, you know, Bob's car dealer says, uh, McElhaney, we're going to give you a car, and uh, that's, you know, or we're going to pay you a thousand bucks or whatever, and that that's the way it works. But it's a lot more complicated than that. Oh, man, is it ever. So, first of all, it's, it's a real opportunity not only for the star quarterback, but for more obscure athletes, um, members of the soccer team, or the tennis team, uh, to use their name, image, and likeness uh, to to potentially make some money. And, you know, if they're inclined to get to, to dip their feet into entrepreneurial skills. Uh, so potentially good for athletes who otherwise would be eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. 
But it's complicated for universities like West Virginia or Marshall. I mean, I think even probably at lower levels because because of what I just described. It, you've got to have a vigorous name, image, and likeness program, opportunities to attract athletes uh, who could benefit. So you, if you want to have competitive programs, that's well, among the things you got to have now. But the responsibilities are different between the universities and the, the collectives that they're the, the third party, typically third party independent organizations that, that serve as the catalyst to link up the student athletes and businesses or the donors. The, the, the real trick is the universities, as I just described, need these to be vigorous and, and to be enticing for student athletes, but they've got to be hands off. They can't actually get directly involved. Um, one of my stories gets into this fairly deeply. The university, which receives federal funding, is under it has a responsibility to comply with federal title nine, which has the expectation of equal treatment of male and female mm -hmm. students. So scholarships, the facilities, all that's going to be pretty even handed. But on the outside of that, these collectives are, are independent and they are under no obligation to comply with title nine. So the Country Roads Trust, which is West Virginia University's main collective, uh, you know, I, I went through and I counted, and basically. Brad, let me one, stop you there for a second. Let me was let me stop you there for a second. Was the Country Road Trust just created? I never heard of this until recently. Was it created specifically for this purpose, or has it been around doing something else uh, before this? It's pretty new. Uh, Two thousand twenty-one, I think it was incorporated and okay. sprang into action. The names behind it, you might know, okay. Oliver Luck former athletic director, uh, who is also mm -hmm. in the business world. Uh, he is one of the people behind it. Um, Ken Kendricks, another WVU alum who's pretty high profile. Uh, Kendricks is the principal owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And, and so Country Roads Trust is, just to lose all your listeners by describing its corporate structure, um, it, it's, <laughs> it's filed with the Secretary of State's office, not as a nonprofit. It's a um, it, it's a, it's a for-profit entity. However, uh, the trust itself says that luck and kindred don't expect to make any money, but it does have, I mean, it needs staff and lawyers and resources. Uh, so it's, it's not meant to be charitable. It is registered as a for-profit institution, but through, through the word so, of country roads, luck and kindred don't make a profit. How does it work, or how do they work, uh, Country Roads Trust specifically, but maybe other collectives as well? I mean, do they go out, solicit donors who then give contributions to the trust, and the trust then goes out and makes deals for uh, name, image, and likeness payments? Is that the way it works? It, it can work, as you describe, and these, these collectives generally are structured a variety of ways with a variety of sort of mission statements but all meant to support college athletes through name, image, and likeness. And so one thing that it can be is sort of a legal resource for these students, but also, uh, yeah, to, to, to match up uh, the local car dealer or restaurants or, um, 
you know, uh, WVU Medicine, I, I don't know if WVU Medicine does this, but like theoretically a big employer uh, that wants an athlete to uh, essentially be an influencer on its behalf, uh, then, then in the middle can be Country Roads Trust. Uh, Country Roads Trust is, again, not directly associated with West Virginia University. There's no contractual relationship there. It, but it's, I mean, it's known Country Roads Trust is our collective at WVU. Uh, secondly, I mean, again, to lose your remaining listeners, where there is a direct connection is WVU has contracted with Learfield IMG for the use of, well, for its broadcasting stuff, but also for the use of the flying WVU, WV, and other WVU images. In turn, uh-huh. Learfield IMG has contracted directly with Country Roads, and I think what you get then is the ability to use the flying WV or other WVU imagery along with the name, image, and likeness of the athlete. Interesting. The university generally does not, this university or any university, generally, I want to say generally, does not get directly involved in NIL deals, right? They, They work through the trust, yeah, and then, I mean, so that's, that's the real conflict. Um, the balancing act is that the university would be at risk of getting in real trouble on Title IX, and that, that's an issue across the country. Uh, so the expectation of equal treatment of male and female student-athletes exists with the university, but it does not exist with uh, the Country Roads Trust Collective or really it's any nice. collective that's a third-party entity. Um, so it's, you know, if you're WVU, you, you want it because you want star soccer players, star football players, star basketball players, you name it. You want to lure these athletes who can make your team succeed. And it's, it's truly a benefit for these students. But if you, so one, one way that, that it would be tempting to get directly involved would be, uh, you know, the WVU Foundation has years and years of track record. Or if you're at Marshall, the Big Green, years and years of track record in uh, mm-hmm. in relationships with donors, and you've got a good, vigorous list of who the donors are, what they're interested in. These 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 collectives that are pretty much new, I mean, that would be a real shortcut for them. It would get the ball rolling if they had access to that list. But if you were to just hand it over your WVU or Marshall or anyone, that would be getting involved directly in again, an entity that doesn't have the same expectation on the equal treatment of male and female athletes, and you could really get crosswise with with uh, the NCAA or and, the and government. According to your articles, I think the first one you wrote, uh, former athletic director Shane Lyons seemed to imply, at the very least, if not say, that, that there was some tension between he and the university. If I understood your article right, university wanted to get, to quote, Lyons, aggressive with nil and lions was going guys we got to slow this down a bit we have to be more careful there was some i gathered there was some tension over that issue with uh, with lions yeah so that prompted this set of articles but you know broader than that these are just major issues of college, college athletics that deserve exploration but lions was relieved of his duties at wvu last fall and went on top line to 
be pretty candid about what happened. One of the issues clearly was the perceived underperformance of uh, the star sports football. But Lyons also described a difference of opinion that came up in that meeting between himself and President Yee. Uh, You know, one of the things that I I couldn't quite figure out in the reporting of my story was what it was President Yee perceived as trying to do. But from from Lyons' perspective... He said he was doing everything he could, uh, you know, to, to, to mention the trust, to just generally verbally promote it before donors, to say, look, you can, if you were interested in donating, you can look to the WVU Foundation for scholarship or, uh, or, or facility needs, or you can look to Country Roads Trust. Just a general verbal support, but what Lyons described was, a more aggressive posture by the university president. And he, you know, went on at one point to describe the possibility of things like turning over a donor list to Country Roads Trust. So, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to, I did reach out to WVU, which provided me with general statements. They said, well, you're going to have to ask Lyons, or you're going to ask, you're gonna have to ask Lyons what he meant. Well, Lyons was perfectly clear what he meant. There was an opportunity for <laughs> WVU that I provided to push back or refute, and, and WVU through its communications department didn't didn't take that and instead just said, you know, they stated a basic fact that we can support the collective, but we cannot get directly involved. So basically what we've got here and what your articles do is just kind of let us, the public, have a better understanding, first of all, how this works, and secondly, be aware that there are you know, there are some um, pitfalls that the university, our university and others, have to be careful of. Uh, it's not as simple as just saying, you know, Monroe Autos can give, uh, you know, $2,000 to Slider on sports, right? Yeah, you know, and theoretically you could work that out as a student on your own or you could go outside the collective to do it. But one one thing the collective does provide, and, and you know, I think I, 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 I am learning, too, in real time, but I, I think the, the university compliance director has to be involved somewhat, not in setting up these deals, but in making sure that they truly meet the standards. But, but you could go outside the collective if you were a student to, to set up your own deal, but what the trust provides is that structure of saying, all right, this is, this is within... Uh, the levels of compliance and it looks good and you're and not some legal protection yeah yeah exactly a little bit of legal protection guidance yeah good and, articles brad i know you've got to run uh people can check them out at wvmetronews.com uh what's happening today in the legislature the house is going to maybe move on with the uh income tax bill right yeah they're going to advance it to passage tomorrow if things go according to the clock uh, so it, it's a big deal in the sense you know, you're never going to believe this, but the House is actually complying with um, the typical standard of three straight days on considering a bill. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be tomorrow. And the Senate Finance Committee is going to have Revenue Secretary Hardy before it today. Uh, so, you know, expect there to be some fireworks, maybe some conflict there, because they have apparently some very different views about what a tax cut would look like. And then... The other big thing on a different topic today is uh, 3 o'clock, the House Health Committee takes a look at that big bill that would divide 
the Department of Health and Human Resources oh, into three. That's yeah. another weird thing the House is doing. Going through committees. Yeah. Yeah. Following procedure. What? What a crazy concept. <laughs> Senate ran 23 bills through in one day on opening day, so that's crazy. Hey, Brett, I know you do have to go elsewhere, so I appreciate your time this morning. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you a lot, my friend. Oh, thanks, Howard. Appreciate it. Brad McElhinney, statewide correspondent for Metro News, the story about the name, image, likeness stuff, uh, two really good in-depth, I mean, you got to pay attention to them, uh, articles at wvmetronews.com. The point I kind of wanted to make was it's not as simple as we think. Uh, the point that Brad is making and the point that AD, former AD Shane Lyons is making is that there's some real careful bureaucracy you got to navigate uh, it's not as simple as just saying, uh, hey, here's some, you know, now now I'm, I'm buying your picture and I can put it on a T-shirt and we'll, we'll give you money. It's it's a lot more complicated than that. Read the pieces. They're pretty good. And, of course, follow Brad uh, on Twitter. If uh, He's one of the people I still do follow because he and uh, Stephen Adams and Mark Curtis uh, during the day will keep you up to speed on what's 